is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now, your host, Trey Harris. Jason Bateman <laughs> is Teen Wolf 2. Todd Howard is a regular guy. Hi. Bye. With a couple of problems. You just hit me with a dead frog. Jerk. Just like his cousin Scott. Feeling a little furry in there, buddy? The good news is he's going to college. This fine young man carries our hopes and dreams into the ring. The bad news is he's going through a few changes. And when you do change, I'm going to be there to take you straight to the top. I don't howl. You don't see any fangs, do you? It's not going to happen. I don't love anything about this movie. Welcome back, as we are finally kicking the bucket. Well, that's a horrible turn of a phrase. As we're finally getting over sequelitis, it did not kill us, although this movie came close. Here on 80s Revisited, of course, I'm your host, Trey Harris. With me, as always, loyal producer and feeling much better uh, with his bout of sequelitis, Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am. And we're finishing off this disease with a true disease of a sequel spoiler alert this movie sucks so (laughs) teen wolf 2 not the number two but t-o-o a movie most uh, to my surprise it seems like a lot of people don't even know existed which is a good thing believe me it's a good thing uh because i put it on because uh right now uh me and my wife are going through the righteous gemstones we've uh, been meaning to watch it for years or a while we just kind of started a couple weeks ago she's like oh we're gonna watch more righteous gemstones i'm like ah no, I gotta catch up. I gotta watch the movie for the podcast, and then we'll watch an episode of Righteous Gemstones. And I would have much rather have watched Righteous Gemstones than Teen Wolf too. But anyway, let's let's talk about why this is a one of the worst sequels of all time. Seriously, this is Jaws four level. Uh, November twentieth, nineteen eighty seven, a day that will live in infamy. <laughs> Is when this movie came out. IMDb gives it a 3.4, rightfully so. Rotten Tomatoes, 8% critics, 18% audience. I agree with all of those. Budget was an estimated $3 million. And I have no, it does not show. This movie looks like it was made for, you know, chicken wire and duct tape for the most part. Uh, the effects are terrible. Anyway, opened at 2.7. Uh, I couldn't get any like top like the the box office for the week. I do know how I was able to find though in my research that the Running Man was number one for the second week in a row the week that this movie came out, November twentieth, nineteen eighty seven. Domestically, however, would go on to double and uh, actually double and a half its budget at seven point eight million. So it did, you know, it did make some money. So you know, we never got a Teen Wolf three. More on that in the trivia. Uh, of course, couldn't find any information on Worldwide or Reynolds because that's pretty much this movie was a complete disappointment, even though it had to make some money, uh, just barely at least. Directed by Christopher Lietz, a uh, big TV director and guy. He did a lot of episodes of China Beach, an episode of Moonlighting, uh, and Satan School for Girls. However, he would is better known or is better uh, would be better introduced as a writer because he wrote the Van Damme classic universal soldier uh so props on that one one of the better van damme movies for sure uh however he did not write this movie this was written by tim kring 
uh, more so a TV guy, kind of like a David E. Kelly or R. Kelly, whatever. R. Kelly, it's not R. The, the dude that did L.A. Law on all the lawyer shows for TV that was married to Michelle Pfeiffer, that dude, David E. Kelly, I think maybe. Definitely not R. Kelly. Yeah. Uh, whoops. But uh, he, uh, he created the show Crossing Jordan and more notably, I would guess, to our audience, uh, Heroes which I never watched, but I know of the show. Didn't get into it. Didn't care for it. Uh, cinematography by Jules Brenner, veteran of the podcast, because he was also the cinematographer on, on Return of the Living Dead and the TV Kobe Hooper Salem's Lot. So he's got some horror credit for sure, but uh, this movie looks like shit. Uh, music was by Mo- Mark Goldenberg. Uh, only real notable thing, if you even call that to his credit, was the Chuck Norris film Silent Rage. And starring, at the time, in his first movie... Big star by today's standards, but not necessarily in the 80s. Jason Bateman as Todd Howard, cousin of Michael J. Fox's character from the OG Teen Wolf. Of course, Jason Bateman these days, most notably to me, uh, Arrested Development. Uh, I think it was in that movie with Rachel McAdams' Game Night uh, and Ozark, which is, uh, I hear a lot of people saying is a really good show. Haven't seen it, however. Uh, James Hampton reprised his role as Michael J. Fox's dad in the OG, but in this one, he is the original, he is Uncle Harold, uh, because basically Michael J. Fox didn't want to come back for this movie. Mm. Uh, rightfully so. Uh, there's a reason for it. I'll get to in the trivia, but it had to be the script because this is garbage. Uh, it's a carbon copy of the original. There you go. Uh, but he also was, like I said, in the original Teen Wolf, he was also in the OG Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds. He went also, and he was also, excuse me, in Sling Blade with Billy Bob Thornton in his star making role. And he did pass away just last year in 2021. So we just lost James Hampton, unfortunately. So if they were planning on doing another Teen Wolf. They missed out on having him come back since he'd be the only thread between all three of the films. Uh, Kim Darby is Professor Brooks. Uh, she was in Better Off Dead with uh, John Cusack. She was the OG, uh, I forget the character name, but the little girl in True Grit and the True Grit with John Wayne. That was her. Uh, and also, I didn't know this, uh, but she was the mom of the main characters in Halloween six, the one who's running through the house and, uh, and probably the best sequence of that film gets uh, killed with the clothesline or in the, in the uh, clothesline where she rips the sheet down. There's Michael with an ax gets it pretty bad, but a good actress, not so much in this movie, I'd say. Uh, And speaking of, uh, I guess uh, maybe not good actors, but notable actors, John Astin as Dean Dunn, of course, the OG Gomez in the Adams Family TV show and Sean Astin's father. So he's the father of Samwise Gamgee. And unfortunately, even though he was the OG Gomez, Raul Julia is. And you say Gomez Adams, most likely you don't think of John Astin anymore. You think of uh, late great M. Bison himself, Raul Julia. Mm-hmm. Paul Sand was Coach Finstock. A lot of TV. Uh, Mark Holton, probably one of the more notable characters in this, was Chubby. Of course, he reprised his role from the OG Teen Wolf. But most notably, he's Francis in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He's uh, the mentally challenged part character in Leprechaun. And one of my favorite roles of all time of his, he's in The Naked Gun. Who is he in The Naked Gun, Trey? He's the one that goes when uh, Leslie Nielsen takes off his catcher's mask. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! That's him. Best line, one of the best parts of the naked, the OG Naked Gun. Uh, Estee Chandler is Nikki. Uh, she did a lot of TV, including uh, some Star Trek, The Next Generation. However, she would not go on to be notable for acting, but she would go on to pursue a career in visual effects. She was the visual effects producer on one of the greatest films of all time, in my opinion, and I think Jesse might agree with me, Team America, World Police. Mm. So, And then, uh, let's see, Stuart Fratkin, was the character switch, or I say uh, actor switch for Styles, 
character from the OG one, not the same actor. Uh, he w- did star in the uh, in Godzilla, the uh, Roland Emmerich one, not so not the good, not any of the good ones. And he did a ton of television, almost to the end of this slightly stellar cast. A couple of bright points: uh, Beth Miller was Lisa. She was in an ABC World Police. Probably the most recognizable, honestly, at least at the time, especially, and even before the rest of development, at least with Jason Bateman's star rising, Kathleen Freeman. Who? 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 I hear, I hear you saying it. She's the admissions lady in this, but she was in Inner Space, Pocus Pocus, over 300 credits on IMDb. She appeared in pretty much, she's appeared in every television show for the most part that's ever been made. But most notably, and Jesse, I know you will know exactly what I'm talking about when I mention her main character or biggest role, in my opinion, most, uh, Notable, I guess I should say, in Blues Brothers, the Blues Brothers. And unfortunately, she reprised it in Blues Brothers 2000. But she is Sister Mary Stigmata mm. from the Blues Brothers. So and she just, she passed away on August 23rd, 2001 in New York at the age of 78, which means she missed 9-11 by about like 19 days. Mm. Uh, it's a bummer there, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's something to joke about, I guess. But uh Anyway, so Teen Wolf 2. Now, this is another one, a lot like Return of Swamp Thing, in that my memories of it as a kid were not, like, bad. Like, I remember renting this, uh, and props on the poster. Like, the, the, the poster for this, perfectly seamless with the original Teen Wolf. You know, probably the same artist, kind of the same thing. He's perched on his books, and the books are like Leash Law and all that sort of silly stuff. But the posters kind of go together, you know. It looks like a, a seamless, uh, you know, a cohesive, I should say, you know, sequel to the original poster wise based on the poster. Oh, cool. And also the VHS box, obviously same as the movie poster wise choice. But I remember renting this and as a kid, not hating it, not like being, wow, I just wasted an hour and a half of my life, but watching it last night, I absolutely wasted not only an hour and a half of my life, but all the time I'm going to be spending of your life talking about it. And I Mm. hope to God, none of you went and watched it. Because it's bad. In fact, I have a post because we're recording this on Wednesday. It'll be up on the uh, on iTunes and everything else Friday. I want to put on the Instagram thing. This is the movie we're talking about. I don't suggest you watch it. <laughs> Just listen to the podcast. <laughs> Seriously, this movie. I I I struggled like to pay attention to this film. Like I I I I have I I consider myself having a pretty decent self-control for most part, <laughs> except in video games. When I get pissed off at a video game, it's just an explosion of rage. And I'm about to start Elden Ring, so I'm not looking forward to oh that. My Thank God. God, Violet's in daycare. Uh, so I'll play it on those <laughs> days. Uh, but anyway, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to like pay attention. Like, this is so bad. This is so bad. I'm se- Seriously, everybody, this movie is terrible. If you didn't know it existed, just forget about it. Just listen to me tell you about it. Cause it okay, so first off, uh, Jason Bateman is uh, Todd Howard. He's not – Michael J. Fox did not come back. Uh, spoil or quick tip on the, or quick preview of the trivia. One one of the reasons he refused to come back, Michael J. Fox, it is, is because he had no desire to go through the arduous process into the makeup to play the werewolf. And let me tell you, this makeup is garbage. This is blatant like suit. <laughs> like all they did, they did the appliance on the face, and then apparently there's this little. It's really weird in the makeup. There's this like line of hair that goes from the tip of his nose across like his. Uh, you know, your cheekbones, like under your cheekbones, which watching this in HD for the first time, like that's clearly to hide a seam. It's it's just the makeup is terrible. It looks really bad. Uh, and you can tell it's just like a headpiece. 
you know, and then everything else is just normal clothes and then like fun fur arms under the boxing thing. Yeah, it's, he doesn't play basketball in this one like in the first one. He plays he's a boxer. But, but the plot of this movie is so it's 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 a it's exact to the original, except it's Cousin Todd instead of Michael J. Fox. And uh, I really think they really thought they probably were going to get Michael J. Fox back for it because that's why you have Styles and Chubby from the OG and you had the dad. Easy fix, though, because the dad the dad's bringing the cousin, the ne- his nephew to school. Why is it? Why is the, the uncle bringing the nephew to his first day of college? They say a line in the movie, but I don't remember because it's fucking stupid. <laughs> But uh, so it's just like, oh, we didn't get Michael J. Fox. Uh, OK, just change it to Uncle Uncle uh, Harold instead. And we're good. And then you just reference how uh, Michael J. Fox's character, you know, did something else. Well, basically, he gets a he, the whole plot of this movie is he gets a scholarship to this college. He, he's a science nerd, though. He's not an athlete like Michael J. Fox was. But the coach at the college is from his hometown and knew that his cousin was a werewolf. So I'm going to get this kid a, a boxing scholarship because he's probably a werewolf too. Because in this movie, in this world, werewolves are genetic. It's, it's a genetic <sighs> thing. In fact, Uncle Harold says like, oh, yeah, your mom and dad aren't werewolves, but you know, maybe it skips a generation. So it's just so stupid. There, there's no it, – there's no – it's just dumb. You know, there's no curse. It's not an STD. <laughs> it's just – some genetic thing that werewolves have existed since the dawn of time. And it's, it's not like they bite you in universal horror, uh, universal horror movie. And you, you know, if you are bitten by a wolf and the, when the moon is full, you too will become a wolf, whatever the gypsy curse is. And yes, it's a gypsy in that movie. I'm not giving, doing anything race, racial here in the OG universal horror movie, but, uh, yeah. So and he, Oh, it turns out he, he is a wolf. And just like in the first one, what happens? Be in the wolf, and they see, even says the line, which is it's it's fine in the first one because it's Teen Wolf, you know, it's it's meant to be silly. This one is just such a carbon copy; it's just sad and pathetic. He's like, "Yeah, man, the wolf." He's like, "Oh, Todd, the I liked you when you weren't the wolf." He's like, "The wolf lets me be who I want to be," you know. The wolf goes to his head, and he's super popular, karaokeing, "Do you love me?" at this party. It's in, which is one of the worst scenes of the movie. Oh God, this movie's so bad. But of course, he cut he cut the the simple girl that he was in love with, as opposed, you know, that liked him before he was the wolf, is the one that anchors him and brings him back to reality. Realizes I don't have to be the wolf; I could be just be me, exactly like the first movie. So it's literally page for page, practically the first one. Don't waste your time watching this; it's garbage. There's not even it's not even a bad; it's good thing. It's just like God. This is so it's pathetic. This is a pathetic sequel. You know, mm-hmm. it's a shame that some of the talent. You know, you have, you have some, like I said, there's some decent talent in terms of acting in this movie. You know, none of the performance. I mean, Jason Bateman is not that good, but this is his first movie. Give him a pass. Uh, but a lot of the you know, John Aston is chewing scenery all over the place and not in a good Alan Rickman kind of way. Mark Holton plays his typical character. You know, uh, and he's fine. The guy that uh, Stuart Fratkin, that is the styles in this film. It's a reason. There's a reason he did a lot of TV and just a couple of, you know, small roles in movies. He's not a good actor. Uh, it's just bad. Bottom, and that's the bottom line for the WrestleMania preview. Because <laughs> Trey Cold said so. Don't waste your time on it. It's garbage. Uh, if if you think I'm lying, go watch it and send us an email. Asiavisit at gmail.com. Or if you think it's a masterpiece and I'm being completely negative, if I'm being a negative Nancy, let me know. I don't think I am. This movie's garbage. Uh, and if you even loved it as a child and you haven't seen it, watch it today and let me know what you think. Also, we're, we, 
video, uh, visual joke on audio podcast. We're watching a scene where he turns to a wolf for the first time. The mute, it shows Mark, Col- uh, Mark, uh, Holton playing a tuba. There's no tuba in the song you're listening to. When he walks in, it's like string music. I'm like, why is that dude sitting with a tuba in the background? There's no tuba in this, in this movie, in this scene. Uh, that's a nitpick, you know, obviously, but I mean, it's, it's bad. There's no thought. This was a, this had to be a rush job. It's just, God, I've harped on enough. It's terrible. Trivia-wise, you know, like I said, even though it was a $3 million budget, obviously it didn't go to the visual effects. Uh, oh, 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 hold on. I got to say one plot thing about the the genetics of werewolfism or uh, what is it? Uh, like uh, Lycanthropy. Uh, the His teacher, the, the lady, uh, what was her name? Sorry, Kim Darby, who was in Halloween 6 and the OG True Grit Girl. Uh, at the end of the movie, it's revealed she is also a werewolf. So it's not just his family that was cursed back in the mm-hmm. 1800s or, or something like that. Apparently, there's just a group of pe- of furries, for lack of a better word, that you know, werewolves exist among us. You know, it's it's and, and, but she has a huge ass tail. I don't remember him. I don't think him or Michael J. Fox. I don't think they had tails. But she has like a like dog tail. Like so, I don't know if she's a. A dog or a wolf? I mean, I don't know. The, the female wolves have tails? I don't know. That's kind of weird. Also, you know what? You know what really? You know, you know what really uh, grinds my gears? To use a reference to a show that I absolutely hate. Uh, what's funny in this is that you know, this is high school sports, and in, well, in, in the original it was high school, and this one it's college. So you can you, uh, there you go right there. That's the proof. They they totally thought they were gonna get Michael J. Fox back because they it was gonna be a continuation. Oh, now he's going to college. Uh, more evidence of that. Uh, but anyway, you know, it is perfectly fine in this universe for a child in high school. You're still a child. You're a teenager. You know, I guess I should call you a child. You're a teenager to be a werewolf and play basketball. It's okay in the sequel for you to be a fucking werewolf and be a boxer with your werewolf strength and your obvious inch long claws in your boxing gloves. But hey, they can, you know, you can rip it and fangs and all sorts of other stuff. But you know, in the real world, you can't be a you can't be a, a trans and wrestle. You can't do any of that. But in the eighties, you could be a fucking werewolf. <laughs> Yet these Republicans, oh, 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 woo, woke alert, wink, 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 wink. <laughs> this is all facetiousness, everybody. Please, this is just a joke. Uh, you know, it was fine to be a werewolf in the eighties, but you can't be a you can't be a trans youth in modern day society. That's really sad. Uh, the last part is that's see, that's a science fiction of this podcast. <laughs> we, we we you know we have a little bit of truth in there with the uh, mm. with the absurd. That's what Just it is. You know. But anyway, <laughs> a sprinkle of wokeness on our podcast. <laughs> Thanks to that review, because you know all it takes is one review to say you're woke, and you're woke for life, baby. Until you get disgraced with sexual allegations. Uh, knock on some wood, Trey. I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, they, they, there was initial talk about a third one which would have been fun, you know honestly make it a, you know I'm, I'm a trilogy guy you know i grew up in, in the eight with star wars trilogy you know i feel i feel like you know if you're gonna do a two come on do a three might as well just do a trilogy trilogies even if they're bad just have a trilogy but then you have stuff like saw that has nine entries so <laughs> that should have stopped no offense to saw fans not my cup of tea anyway Alyssa milano was scheduled to do the third film about a teen wolf girl playing football in high school mm. So that's a whole bunch of 80s tropes all rolled into one for that plot right there. Uh, and she was going to receive help from her father, who would have been Scott, a.k.a. Michael Jackson from the OG. Michael Jackson. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> You're a werewolf, Alyssa. <laughs> uh, uh, so she would have been the daughter of uh, Michael J. Fox and obviously Uncle Todd. And she would have gotten advice from her father and Uncle Todd. 
but I'm sure Michael J. Fox would not have come back for it anyway after the performance of this one because it was canceled because of this film. Uh, part two, not making a whole bunch of money like the first one did. Although, you know, fine, that plot would have fit perfectly with the series and made perfect sense <laughs> based on this one. And I'm willing to bet it probably would have been better than this one. And I would have totally liked to see Alyssa Milano wolf out, so to speak. Uh, it was released during this film came in the 80s. You know, a lot of, here's the thing. Uh, you know, with vampire movies, there's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of really good vampire movies. You know, OG Dracula, Nosferatu, John Carpenter's Vampires, Dra- Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, interview with the, with the vampire. There's some great vampire movies. You know, you need at least two hands to count the, the good vampire movies. Werewolf movies? That's not really a... You know, there's, there's not really that many, like... You know, there's good ones. There's a few good ones, but there's not maybe only, in my opinion, maybe one or two great ones. Obviously, American Wolf in London, uh, Teen Wolf, the OG Teen Wolf. You know, it's a werewolf movie that counts. Uh, the original Howling. You know, so basically three. Uh, but anyway, I was gonna. Uh, there was kind of a to uh, <laughs> take a Stephen King book title. There was a cycle of the werewolf in the '80s, where there was a there was there was there was a lot of werewolf movies in the '80s. Uh, you had Wolfen in 81, Howling in 81, Teen Wolf in 85, Howling 2 in 85, same year as Teen Wolf, Full Moon High, which I've never seen, but that sounds interesting, 1981, Teen Wolf 2, 87, Company of Wolves, 84, which is a, that's an interesting, it's not a great one, but it's a good one, uh, in 84, Howling 3 in 87, so you had three, maybe, uh, Howling 4 had to come out in the 80s too, because I mean, that move, they cranked them out, uh, I'm not sure, but then of course, American Werewolf, uh, American Werewolf in London uh, in 81, uh, oh, uh, I dare. I'm sorry. I forgot the OG Wolfman movie. Obviously, there's <laughs> that, that one's one of the, the great werewolf movies. I don't want to leave that one off when I say that, you know. But uh, the werewolf genre is, uh, you know, there's it's hard. To, it's, it seems like that's harder to make a good one in, in, in terms of comparison. <laughs> the scene you're watching now, Jesse, is so bad. The Frisbee scene. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but anyway, you know, it's, it's, it's really, you know, we need a good, you no, know, there have been some, uh, Ginger Snaps is a werewolf movie. Yeah, I, I like Ginger Snaps. It's, 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 you know, good, good, not great, but not many people have seen it. Uh, what's, I think there, there needs to be another great werewolf movie. Uh, but it just seems like it's, it's one that's hit or, you know, barely hit. It's, it's barely hit or complete miss for the most part. So I would love to see a really good new werewolf movie. And if I left one out, let me know. If I'm missing one, let me know. Uh, I, I personally think werewolves are badass. Underworld doesn't count because those movies are... Well, actually, it does count, but they're still not great. That movie's all about seeing Kate back and selling latex. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, during the filming of both this movie and the OG Teen Wolf, Michael J. Fox was, at the time, still filming Family Ties. Because when uh, that sh- Family Ties came out in 82, Michael J. Fox you know, blew up in you know, shortly after that show because of that show. Uh, he, I mean, he was showing Back to the Future at night and filming Family Ties during the day. So a lot of his like heyday, he was still filming Family Ties. So he finally left Family Ties. Uh, but Family Ties also stars Justine Bateman, which is so dumb. Oh, this is our son, Justin. Here's our daughter, Justine. Come on, man. I don't know. I think that's silly when you name it. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I totally fucked up right there. It's Jason Bateman, not Justin Bateman. So never mind. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. I, but I, I, you know, no offense to parents. You, again, you can name your child whatever you want. That's your decision. I'm, I'm just, again, a lot of the, some of the, this, this is a, this is one of those tongue in cheek opinions that's just for, just for fun. 
you know, I, 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 you know, a pet peeve that only matters to me that doesn't even really matter. You know, oh, here's my children, Aubrey, Austin, Aisley, Ansley, and Aaron. You know, like, oh, they're all A's. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. I mean, again, again, you name your children what you want to. I just find it silly to name them all, like to have a theme for naming nice. your children. You know, that's just, hey, that's just me. If you name, if you're, if you're, if you're listening, like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, this woke podcast is too woke for me. <laughs> you know, well, see you later. But uh, again, just kidding, everybody. It was just me venting some frustration, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, score-wise, let me dig myself out of this pit. Score-wise, it's a three. This is one of the worst movies we've ever done on the podcast. It's not even so bad. It's good. There's no real reason to watch it. Unless you want to say that, oh, yeah, I've seen all of Justin Bateman's movies. Or something like that. Or, like, yeah, I've seen both Teen Wolves. Well, Jason There's- Bateman's movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did that say Justin again? Yeah, you did. <laughs> okay. Future reference. If I ever say Justin Bateman, I'm talking about Jason Bateman. <laughs> but please. Oh, God. That's a joke. That's like a hard cast on McCormick, McCormick moment there. <laughs> Every time I, I, we talk about a, a Jason. God damn it. Bateman movie. Okay, anyway, it's a three. Don't watch it. But I, I neglected to mention this, but I, it's because I already know the answer. But Jesse, have you ever seen this movie? Nah, bruh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're good. You're good. You're a better man than me. No. You're going to go, we're, we're going to die. And when I'm in heaven, or, you know, oh, Jesse, yes. He's, you know, he's looking down, good person, nice to people. <laughs> Check mark by did not watch Teen Wolf 2. Oh, come right in, Mr. Sedgley. Yep. It's to me, nice person, nice to people. Watch Teen Wolf 2. Oh, yeah. uh, sorry. Sorry, Mr. Harris. Pulls the lever. It's bad news for Jason Bateman, and then. then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he just starred in it. He didn't. You know, his first, you know again, if, if I was an actor and I got a role in a movie, I don't care how bad that movie is. I'm, I'm a star in a movie. You know, I mean, <laughs> from that, you know, and you're getting paid. I mean, you're, you're, you're being paid to, to be an actor, you know, you take a role, you know. And I'm sure, I mean, there's probably a very small contingent of people that love this movie because that's the same for, that goes for every single movie that's ever made. You know, there's a, you know, is this a cult movie? I don't know if I'd say that, but I I mean, you know, I would say there's probably not enough people who love it enough to make it a cult movie because it's shit for the most part. Mm. But anyway, in the real world, again, this came out November 20th, 1987. On November 18th, two days prior, uh, the King's Cross fire in the London Underground killed 31 people and injured a further 100. Uh, of course, King's Cross, if I'm not mistaken, is the uh, train station where Harry Potter goes to platform nine and three quarters. I had to look over my wife who's leaving now <laughs> to make sure that was correct. Uh, you know, so it's a very famous train station. But yeah, it wasn't a very good place to be on November 18th, 1987, because 31 people died. And then on the same day, the Iran-Contra affair. Uh, you, uh, U.S. Senate and House panels released reports charging President Ronald Reagan. What? Ronald Reagan did something bad? Oh, my God. The American institution of Reaganism. What do you mean he did something bad? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was. They charged him with, quote, ultimate responsibility for the affair. And if you're a young person, don't know what the hell Iran-Contra is because your Republican parents don't talk about it because Ronald Reagan is God to them. Uh, it was a political scandal in the United States that occurred during the second term of the Reagan administration between 81 and 86. Senior administration officials secretly facilitated the sales of arms to the Khomeini government of the Islamic Republic of Iran – 
which was the subject of an arms embargo. The administration hoped that the, to use the proceeds of the arms sale to fund the Contras in Nicaragua. It was investigated by the, by, uh, the U.S. Congress and by a three-person Reagan-appointed Tower Commission, and neither investigation found evidence that President Reagan knew himself, knew the extent of the multiple programs. And you know what that's called, boys and girls? Plausible deniability. Because remember, you never meet your heroes because every person who's ever been president is a person and they're a politician and they all did some shitty, shitty things that you should not put on a pedestal. Even Abraham Lincoln. You don't believe me? Go look it up. Slaughter Native Americans. Uh, There you go. George Washington had slaves. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, don't put Reagan on a pedestal. Because <laughs> you know, you know, did, did every president has some good has done some good things for the country and done some bad things, uh, but you can't gloss over that. You can't, you know, when you're saying a list of greatest presidents, it's really hard. You know, you, it, Reagan's always on, usually on, always on that list. But uh, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of things were not done. Uh, you know, don't my, my, basically I'm gonna, don't put president, don't put politicians on pedestals. Period. Uh, because have they done good things? Absolutely. Have they done terrible things? Absolutely. So, you know, it's hard to, in my opinion, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta, you have to be guarded with how reverent you hold politicians, you know? So, cause it's all, it's all smoke and mirrors. You know, it's, it's being a politician is it, you're, you're a magician because you're, you're doing this with one hand that they're seeing, but the other hand is shaking hands with some shady things. So that's all I'm getting at. Anyway, around the same time, uh, just to kind of date it and give some more real-world information, again, November 20th is when the movie came out. Eight days later, Karen Gillian, uh, who plays uh, Nebula in the MCU and was a companion on for Matt Smith's Doctor, which if you listen to the podcast, I didn't watch Matt Smith's Doctor because after coming off Tenet and the first two episodes of Matt Smith, I was like, I can't do this, and <laughs> never went back. So not saying he's bad because I, I haven't watched it all. I can't give an opinion on it. I would like to go back and watch it if I ever had the time, but that's probably never going to happen. Right. Uh, and then died a couple of days later on December 1st, 1987, James Baldwin, of course, Africa, the great African-American novelist, essayist and playwright and poet born in 24, died in 87, big loss to the world with that. And so that brings us to our back to the future segment. As I mentioned earlier, me and Autumn started Righteous Gemstones. It's fantastic. Walter Goggins is one of the greatest actors currently working. And the second he pops up makes the show 10 times better so if you like uh, if you like Vice Principals on HBO, uh, definitely uh, give Righteous Gemstones a watch. It's absolutely hilarious. Mm. Uh, it's, it's not as dark. I mean, it's dark, but it's not quite as dark as uh, Vice Principals kind of gets in some some parts. But uh, same kind of creative team: David Gordon Green, uh, Kenny Powers, Danny McBride, aka Danny McBride. He's always Kenny Powers to me after yeah. he's bound down. And of course, Walter Goggins. Uh, you know, the uh, same team that's except for Arthur Goggins. I wish he'd turn up in Halloween ends, but uh, of course, Danny McBride and David Gordon Green are the ones doing the Halloween reboot, you know, Halloween and Halloween kills uh, and the upcoming Halloween ends. So I uh, recommend that. Uh, and I also, I did catch one movie, new movie though, that recently came to streaming and that's death on the Nile, the sequel to mm. murder on the, of, on the Orient express uh, the third or fourth remake of that film and the third or fourth remake of this film. Uh, I, I've never read an Agatha, Agatha Christie novel. I haven't seen the original uh, Murder on the Orient Express. I did try to watch it after the, uh, we watched the remake and just kind of turned it off. Just kind of, I guess, I guess kind of knowing the ending too kind of ruins it. Uh, mm-hmm. Not going to spoil Death on the Nile, but I will spoil Murder on the Orient Express if you haven't seen it. Uh, 
you know, spoiler alert in effect for the end of it. I thought, you know, the, the Murder on the Orient Express remake was great. Enjoyed it. Uh, I love a good whodunit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Agatha Christie wrote in the early, early 20th century, you know, so uh, uh, it's been around for a long time. I'd never seen it. So I was like, I didn't realize it was everybody was guilty. Everybody's the murderer. You know, it was a very uh, et tu brute kind of thing. You know, they all mm-hmm. kind of had a hand in it. Uh, so the whole time I'm like, it's him. No, it's her. No, it's her. Oh, oh it has to be multiple. Uh, but this one figured it out in the first five minutes. Uh, not not giving myself a thumbs up or anything, but it's just like uh, I could definitely see how this influenced a very popular horror franchise whodunit. Put it to you that way. Wink, wink. Uh, and all that. And then a uh, great cast, though. Uh, Kenneth Branagh is great as Poirot, although I think you know, the mustache is so ridiculous. Uh, a lot of supporting cast was really great in this. However, uh, you know, Gal, Gal Gadot is great as Wonder Woman, but she's a terrible actress out there and everything else I've seen her in. She's horrible in this. And Army Hammer uh, used to be a big supporter of him uh, in terms of his acting. Mirror, Mirror, uh, Man from Uncle. I thought he's done, uh, Lone Ranger even. I thought he was fine in that. Uh, he's terrible in this movie, and he's also a cannibal, apparently. <laughs> so uh, a cannibal fetishist, let's be fair, based on revealed text and all that but uh you know this one not as good as the first one uh worth watching you know figured out who did it you know it's it's pretty easy uh, if you're paying attention but uh yeah but the main thing i want to talk about with you jesse wrestlemania Mm -hmm. 38 i believe 38 38 because on my facebook memories today recording april 6 2022 it said this on this day eight years ago wrestlemania 30 what was the picture Taker laying on his back in the uh, ring uh, uh. after the streak was broken. Mm. Uh, so yeah, WrestleMania again. I've talked about it on the podcast. I don't. I keep up with wrestling based on a YouTube channel called WrestleMania. Free shout out to them. They got over a million subscribers. They don't need me shouting it. Uh, you know, I watch the Royal Rumble and I watch WrestleMania. That's pretty much what I do. And then, you know, however, whatever you mentioned to me, Jesse, or anything like that, when we're talking about wrestling on the podcast. But I'll tell you right now, I had this WrestleMania was one of the night one, especially mm-hmm. was one of the best manias in a long time that I've watched. Uh, I thought the matches were well done. There were some slip ups. Don't get me wrong. You know, not everything was great. Uh, but I thought night one was amazing. I thought it was some great wrestling, uh, some great storylines from what I could tell. Again, not following all year long. And then night two had a couple of really high points and then was flat at the end <laughs> went out with a whimper right yeah but uh what were, your, what were some of your thoughts on it jesse because i know you, you kind of keep up with it a little more than i do if i remember correctly uh, i agree with that uh mostly i thought it was overall good you know like um mm-hmm. above average <laughs> unfortunately but um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah overall it was a good show it was like it wasn't blowing me away it wasn't um yeah, it didn't have like outrageous moments, but I mean, it had really good moments. The thing about it is, is like with all the information going around now, it's there were no surprises. Uh, exactly, it was the worst kept secret. Okay, we're gonna go into spoilers, but it was the worst kept secret about like Cody Rhodes. Yeah, that, that was. Um, and sometimes Vince likes once he knows the secrets out, he likes to change it. Yeah, kind of. I was expecting that, like yeah. something. I was kind of waiting but, to man. see if something would change with that. Um, but no, everything went off just like everybody said it would. Uh, yeah. th- but <laughs> on night two, there was a pleasant surprise with Vince. 
Like, oh yeah, because that, that was not said. And then I yeah, was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was I was when that was happening. Like what's like, and then because you haven't seen that in thirty uh, twenty years, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, so, I, and like the second that sound, it was like. I was like, I, I'm, I'm sitting here with Autumn and our child's asleep. So I'm like, yes! When they like, rang the bell, I was like, uh-oh, this is on. And Vince's face. Yeah. The worst sell ever. Which, oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that was it, it, it was the worst, but somehow it worked. You know, it was like, yeah. I don't know, because, again, we're talking about spoilers. So, But then Stone Cold even getting up was laughing his ass off. Yeah. <laughs> he knew it was bad. He knew. He got up just laughing and... That was great, and then uh, and we just had a good sell from Austin Theory on the stunner. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, and then, and then uh, followed by another good sell, you know, from Pat McAfee. So, yeah, <laughs> and then uh, I'll tell you right now, like uh, night one, like the, uh, the there, there were some good storylines, like you know, Ray Mysterio and his son. I hate. I mean, I, again, I, I'm a I'm a Gen Xer. I don't I don't I hate Logan Paul. You know, I say that, right, you know, right, like, I, mean, yeah. I don't know the guy. I'm saying that in generalities. Like, I can't stand him. The only thing I've ever seen of him is the video where he went to Akigahara in Japan and saw the dead body because I was all like, and I'm watching that video like, first of all, this dude is, a, is an idiot. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a, like, pe- why are people watching this dude? And he's in Japan, like, an already, like, very ethnocentric country, like, giving uh, Americans such a bad name, throwing stuffies at cars and shit. Like he's in Mario. It was just like, this dude is an asshole and just, I can't stand him. And then he goes and films, you know, a dead body in the forest and handles it completely wrong. Uh, so that, you know, and then of course the whole boxing thing, you know, say, you know, yeah, I went, I went to toe to toe with Floyd Mayweather. Nah, bro. Y'all got to, y'all work together to get a payday for that match. That was mm-hmm. Mayweather could have laid you out whenever he wanted to anyway, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's a social media star. They bill it like that. You know, that's fine. You know, understandable. I will say, you know, I, I don't mind eating humble pie. He put on a good match. Yeah, he looked very. I, I thought at least again. I, you know, we could talk to Doomslayer about it uh, one day about his thoughts on it, which is inside information. Uh, but I thought, like you know, for a a person who's not a wrestler, I thought he, you know, in terms of like the moves they were pulling off, I was like, wow, he looks like he's been wrestling. You know, put the work in to learn the craft at least. And I got to, you know, yeah. got to give hats off there, whether I like you personally or not. Again, I don't know the guy. Uh, he's got more money around his neck than I'll ever see in my life with that stupid fucking Pokemon <laughs> card. But uh, yeah, you know, the but drama. That, you know, as far as go guests ahead, goes, uh, last year they had Bad Bunny, and I much preferred Bad Bunny. Um, yeah, uh, that was more impressive. See, uh, dude, like when I watched WrestleMania last year, I didn't know he was a celebrity. I thought he was a wrestler on Raw or something. Like, uh, okay, legit. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't know. I, didn't, I never heard of that dude in my life until that moment. He just won some and Grammys thought, and then headed over to WrestleMania, or yeah, no, it was yeah, right I, after. I had no clue. Yeah, I had no clue, and thought it was you know that's how good he was but uh, i'll tell you the surprise the biggest surprise honestly for me uh, this wrestlemania was the fact that the johnny knoxville match was entertaining yes i was it, i mean it was there was a lot of botches and stuff you know kind of so that's like, what melissa said she was like working. she was upset that every a lot of things didn't go right i was like that just added to the comedy for me <laughs> it did it, it was it was such a uh, just it was it was you know you, you know it's a oh it's a celebrity match you're expecting you know them to just either just get squashed or you know somebody comes to the ring and helps some kind of thing but like the in, the incorporation of the jackass stuff and then we man body slamming Sami Zayn yeah <laughs> that was like that was inc- I was like holy shit <laughs> you know that that match was one of my favorite matches of WrestleMania because yep. I expected it to be shit 
and I had a smile on my face the whole time. <laughs> it was great. And then, uh, you know, I, the you know the uh, 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 Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar match. I mean, uh, it's a finisher's match. Ish. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and which is you know, again, We've I don't seen watch it, it already. Wrong. We've seen it like five times. Yeah, like yeah, I was about to say like it's repeatedly just shown and everything. You know, it's one of those. It's it's like when Cena and Orton were fighting every pay per view, just back and forth for like yeah. years. It felt like you know. Uh, but like you said, it's a finishers match, and I don't see, you know, I mean, I was watching wrestling pretty much more regularly when they kept trying to push Roman Reigns, where they were forcing him, like he was Vince's golden boy, still is apparently, before he was a heel, you know, like when the Shield broke up and they kept giving him title match after title match, had him beat Taker at WrestleMania a couple years ago. But you know, I, I, I see the visual appeal of Roman Reigns, but I mean, you know, and, he, and, and hats off, he's grown a lot. As a wrestler, you, you stick, but also, you know, you stick Paul Heyman with somebody, automatically their stock goes up because now half the battle is the promos and everything. And when you got Paul Heyman in your corner, that's assistance, you know. But I, I'll never forget, you know, when John Cena calls Roman out, dude, this is the big leagues. You got to be able to do a promo, bro, in the ring on Raw, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's, you know, Lesnar's an older guy. So I get I also from when I watch wrestling, like religiously as well, you know back in the day. So I naturally, I tend to root for those characters, so to speak, mm-hmm. but I still just, you know, Roman has the look, but the in ring, I mean, the Superman punch is a stupid fucking move. <laughs> That's not a, you know, it's just dumb. It's like, how is that hurting anybody? You know, as opposed to a superplex and, yeah. and the spear is, you know, or right now you got Edge punch. and Roman. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's all in there. You, you know, Austin's doing that in the corner, you know, you know, whoever, you know, you know, two three you know it's just a punch there's nothing flair special about it it's terrible and then the spear it's his move said it's the two most base i could do i could get up right now and do those moves and i have no now of course i'm being facetious i know there's a skill to it i know that i'm being facetious you know but there, there's no you know it's not like i get in the room and, and in a ring and do uh, happy corbin's what is it into days or whatever you right. know, where you swing the person behind it's you know, really brutal looking finisher. I hated that finisher no. though, to be honest. It looks like he's rock bottoming himself. Yeah, it's like a reverse rock bottom kind It's of. like, yeah, he rock bottoms himself. And uh days. I mean once you once uh you see it that way, you'll never be able to unsee it. Yeah, exactly. Because uh <laughs> one time I said that You're then whoop. Yep, he just yeah. rock bottoms himself. <laughs> well, no, you see, you, Jesse, he he swinging them back first. It changes the momentum of the move. <laughs> and it's one of those moves that, to me, it, it looks cool. Like you know, it's a, it's like it's a, it's got flair to it. You know, to where it's like, oh, what a, you know, because your finishers are supposed. Yeah, that, that's you know, back in the day. Oh, back in my day. Oh, yep, I said it. I fucking said it. Sorry. You know, but it used to be like finishers were that they were finishers not that people didn't kick out of them occasionally you know what i'm saying but like today's wrestling like finishers you know oh, the end of days was the one that nobody kicked out of till drew mcintyre did mm-hmm. uh you know which you, you protect you know you, oh you got to protect the wrestlers against these jobbers or whatever well, you need to protect the finishers too yeah. but also in my again my opinion finishers should look like finishers yeah. uh, superman punch punch is not a, f- a finisher you know, Goldberg did the spear. 
again, why did he do that? Because that's one of the and spear and the jackhammer. The basic, basically, only the two moves the motherfucker could do. Yeah. You know, what happens when Goldberg tries to expand his skill set? He ends the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be's career. That's what fucking happens. You know, they try to like. To me, when when I see a basic move being a finisher, I'm like, oh, this person obviously has a limited move set and can't wrestle. Is my thought. Or 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 they're still green. You know, obviously, you know, you can't just jump in a ring and and do one of these moves without training and learning it, you know, because there's a lot of in and outs about it. Uh, A good friend, Ben, the Tasmanian Devil Wyatt, sent me a great video when he was training. Uh, I think it was a suplex he did, but he landed just a little bit off and the ring bounces and hit him in the back of the head and rang his bell. And then he sent me it done right. And you could, you know, that's why I hate your wrestling's fake. No, 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 no. Wrestling is not fake. It is a predetermined outcome, and that's it. Get you know, I hate seeing the fake thing, especially when you know somebody who's done it. And you you could see the, you know, and, you know, we're fans of it. Of course, we know it's predetermined. That's not the fun of it. You know, that's anyway. Get off that soapbox, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> somebody needs to do with the Baron that that same video, but just put over Jr. saying "Rock Bottom, Rock Bottom, <laughs> Reversal." He reversed it. He reversed it. <laughs> rock Bottom. Kind of thing. But I will say, I love Baron Corbin's character right now. Like the whole, like his, that promo for him was one of the funniest things. That was like some old school wrestling promos. Like homeless man gives Corbin money. And like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like it was great. Like they, that, that was a great angle. I, Cause I didn't, I don't know that. I'm, again, I'm not watching it weekly. I'm just watching these angles and these promo videos for a lot of these storylines for mania. You know, I, I, like that was to me, that was, and then the, it, the mom insult. That was pretty damn good, uh, you know, for wrestling heat and everything, you know. But, uh, yeah, like, I really enjoyed Mania this year. It was both nights. for the Again, night one, I think, was a lot better. Uh, the uh, Bianca Belair and the Becky Lynch match was pretty brutal. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, yeah a lot she... of, like, oh, moments, uh, including she... a couple of real botches that did lead to yeah. <laughs> uh, See the an night injury. After? But, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> black eye yeah uh but hey you know that you know that adds to it oh yeah uh, but yeah I, I really enjoyed rest watch like both nights i i, I uh just truly like it, it it felt like a just a not an i hate to say old school but it felt like a, a really good classic a lot of a lot of the matches and angles felt very you know obviously kind of overused and of course you have the nostalgia with austin coming back both nights uh which was great and, and his mat he looked great by the way kind of mentioned you know uh, him and Kevin Owens, that match, you know, spilling out into the arena and Austin taking bumps on the oh, floor. Oh, yeah. It's like, God, like, like, yeah, like, this is exactly what we wanted to happen, and it did, and it was perfect. You know, that match was longer uh, than the uh, Brock Lesnar match. Wow. By about a minute or so. Well, I mean, of course, uh, I think from what I've, you know, Roman did get legitimately hurt. That's why he had that rushed finish. Yeah. Which, you know, which was, you know, again, Lesnar takes spear after spear and, uh, Three Superman punches, and then oh, he gets up and gets speared one more time, and that's all it took. You know, so if, if somebody gets injured, you know, you should there should be a contingency not to that doesn't you know work that into the storyline. No, but they want Roman to have this longest unbroken streak. You know, does it make more sense for Roman to win the the unified title in terms of a storyline? Yes, I can see that because he's a full time wrestler. Although he's trying to get in the movies now, supposedly. Sorry, sorry, dude. Look. <laughs> In the history of wrestling, only one actor truly made it in the world of Hollywood. Well, I have to say two. Might have two me. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, The Rock, highest paid entertainer in the world. 
and John Cena. Let's be honest. You know, Hogan, name a good Hulk Hogan movie. No, no, I, oh, excuse me. Well, I will say that <laughs> Suburban Commando is hilarious, and I love that movie. So it's good to me. But name, I mean, it's, you know, for a while he, there, he I wouldn't have thought of John Cena, though. John Cena was not. Me either. Yeah. Until, he, until recently. Well, I mean, Suicide Squad won me over to where I was like, oh, I'm excited for the Peacemaker show. And of course, peace, the show comes along and blows everybody's mind. Yeah. Now, let's be honest, you know, uh, you know, and, and like, oh, somebody out there saying, oh, Batista. No, 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 no. <laughs> Dave Batista is a terror. He is, he is the Hogan level of actor. And all due respect, Dave, you have a great career. You have more money than I will ever make in my life. Uh, and you are Drax. You, that is the role, like, much like, you know, John Cena. I'll say the same thing about Cena so far. He, Peacemaker was perfect for him. He fit the role, like, the best, they cast the best possible person to be that character. Same thing for Drax, I'd, I'd argue. You're great as Drax. Go watch Army of the Dead in the end where he has to cry and give emotion. He sucks. Mm. He sucks. Can Cena do that? He had some emotional moments in the Peacemaker show, so I'm going to say, yeah, he can. <laughs> well, again, the future, again, my, my dream, honestly, Cena, resurrect the Ernest franchise. You're the, you're the only one that can do it. Help us, John Cena. You're our only hope. <laughs> know what I mean? Uh, which would be fantastic for, I'm telling you, it would work. It would, again, Elon, Elon, stop buying Twitter stock. Give us money to make these dream movies, please, before <laughs> it's too late. Hashtag Elon Musk, help us. <laughs> You're our only hope to get John Cena as Ernest before it's too late. Uh, but anyway, uh, and the, you know, and again, I love John Cena. I love Peacemaker, but I love Drax. But every every other movie that Dave Batista has been in, except uh, what was the third Riddick movie, which was garbage anyway. You go from an amazing sequel with Chronicles of Riddick to that third one. You know, even though the same, he had the same talent involved for the most part. <laughs> into that trilogy with a whimper uh i mean he wasn't terrible in that but he was basically playing a heavy you know uh the rock uh i love again you it's impossible not to like the rock i mean the dude just oozes charisma even though you know don't make posts about how what a nice guy jeff bezos is you know you know come on get get that get that out of your mouth rock come on now mm. you got more, you don't need him you don't need his condole you don't need him to you know help you out with your seven bucks and everything you're doing fine by yourself you know Stay a man of the people, Rock. Don't lose that. Uh, another reason why you like the Rock, because you know he, he he seems to seems to be again. I don't know. I've never met him. Would love to. Because because here, here here's what would happen. Here's what here's what I would like to. Here's my dream encounter with the Rock. You know, I'm some just somewhere, and it just so happens maybe he's you know walking by like trying to hurry to get somewhere, and it's like I'll be like, hey, aren't you? And he's gonna go, yeah. I'm, it doesn't matter what your name is. And then I just walk off. That is my dream meeting with the Rock. So never going to happen because he's got, you know, he doesn't come to Utah, I guess, unless he's filming a movie out here. But uh, anyway, you know, but uh, act, actors wrestling is kind of what we're talking about. Hogan. No, no. Terrible actor. Again, Suburban Commando, soft spot, soft spot in my heart. You know, Hogan and Hogan, there's a long list of trouble with Hogan anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, where he's not a, a good dude. Uh, and who? Uh, oh, Roddy, pa- Roddy Piper. <laughs> Google it. Uh, I'm not saying it. Uh, Roddy Piper. I like Roddy Piper was a good actor. He was, but he didn't have that. He doesn't have a big body. You know, they live obviously a masterpiece. Uh, his role as maniac on always sunny, a masterpiece. 
Uh, it's only like three episodes, though, right? Uh, the main episode, and then I think he appears in like one or two other ones. Uh, you know, but he also did some bad stuff like Wrestlers vs. Zombies, which I haven't seen, but he's in it. And I actually have it on my list to watch when I have a free moment. So that'll be on the back of the future segment down the road. You know, but in, in, you know, in summation, wrestling actors, uh, from wrestling to acting, oh, they're already actors. <laughs> no, well, sort of, but not in the way you're being facetious about. Uh, you know, but The Rock, obviously, number one, Cena. Uh, Kevin Nash. See, but he's not necessarily like being an actor. Like he didn't leave. You know, a lot of wrestlers have had, uh, you know, uh, cameos. So it's like Big Show and Jingle All the Way, Kevin Nash and The Punisher and Super Shredder, uh, Jesse Ventura and Predator, you know, and The Running Man. Mm -hmm. They they weren't going to be a, they weren't trying to be a big, big Hollywood star. Uh, Macho Man and uh, Spider-Man, I got you for two minutes. You know, Stone Cold and what was that movie where he was on the island? You know, it didn't didn't work out. Bill Goldberg <laughs> and Santa Slay. He was great in that, you know, but it wasn't like, hey, I'm going to uh, Triple H and the Chaperone. You know, uh, Bill Goldberg is uh, a regular in um, in that 80s television show. Uh, the oh, Goldbergs. the Goldbergs? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> but I uh, didn't know that. Uh, you know, Andre the Giant and Princess Bride. No, it works. Okay. You know. Again, the difference I'm making here, the point I'm saying is that, like, I, again, I, I watched WrestleMania, that YouTube show where they talk about rumors, and that's how, you know, that's how I knew Cody Rhodes was coming back. They talk about all the behind-the-scenes stuff and injuries and all that kind of stuff. But they mentioned that, you know, Roman might be looking to leave, you know, he might not be, want to be around as long as Vince thinks he will because he wants to go into Hollywood and, and you know, pursue a, possibly pursue a career in that. That's what I'm talking about. John Cena gave us, what, 15, 20 years I don't know when, I don't know when, when he de- debuted, you know, but he gave us a long, he was wrestling a long time and put in his dues in wrestling. You know, he, 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 re- he reached the top and was the face of the company for like 10 years, maybe, maybe a little less, five, at least five or six. I mean, he was like, you know, he was carrying, you know, his show, his back must hurt from carrying the comp the company for that long. And then he went to act. Same with the rock. The rock gave us some of the greatest, moments of wrestling history in his career and then went to acting batista he wasn't that good of a wrestler he wasn't whatever he was a body he was like vince's ideal wrestler you know he looked t- looked terrifying but you know he wasn't you know when when the uh, when evolution turned on him i was like good <laughs> you know, I, I didn't care for batista as a wrestler he was never my favorite uh you know but he's and but again the right rest the right character in the right role is great don't get me wrong not saying that I'm talking about, oh, let me dump being world champion, you know, you know, in a much shorter time frame than we saw The Rock or uh, uh, John Cena do his own. But, you know, Batista put his years in wrestling, too. And then, you know, he can't wrestle anymore. So, yeah, you know, when you can't wrestle, go do films, mm-hmm. you know, do some, can't, you know, get your, like The Rock. When he did the rundown, he was still wrestling, if I remember correctly. You know, he did a movie, went away, they wrote him off. He got injured, you know, quote unquote injured, comes back, does WrestleMania, you know, does his spots. Goes and does uh, what was after the rundown? Oh, because he, he did what? Rundown was his first one. What like his first starring? Like oh, Scorpion first King. One. Scorpion King was his first like starring. Oh right, like, uh, right. Headlining top. You know he he was in the Mummy Returns, but then he would you know as that you know, Scorpion King briefly, and that of course that massively meme CG mm-hmm. uh, thing, and then of course uh, let's see, so he did what? Uh, Scorpion King, and then the rundown, I believe. Yeah, and then. 2002 Scorpion King, 2003 Rundown, then Walking Tall in 2004. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that was like another 
Yeah, and the then you doom assume, hey. in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, when I first saw that movie, I hated it. I watched it a couple years ago. It's it's one of those like it's bad. It's bad, bad. But it's bad good. You know, it's <laughs> it, it, it's worth if you haven't watched it in a long time, it's definitely worth watching because The Rock's great in it. Simplify, motherfucker. <laughs> and then uh the first person part is so it's it's still I hated it when I first saw it because it was stupid and it still is stupid. But watching it, like knowing that it's coming up for the second watch years later, it's so cheesy bad. It's awesome. You know, it, mm. it's honestly it's perfectly doom. Right. It's the way to I guess the best way to put it. So I think I think the doom movies actually age better because I guess the expectations were so high when it came out. <laughs> still a bad movie. But, you know, in terms of video game movies, there's not much to compare it to in terms of top of the mountain on that for the most part. Although Sonic 2 is coming out uh, shortly and. Honestly, I'm super looking forward to Sonic the Hedgehog 2 because mm-hmm. that's also the best in the series. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, anyway, any final thought? Uh, anyway, so Roman, all I'm saying is stay in wrestling as long as you can and then go to, you know, then take that route, you know. But hey, Hollywood comes calling. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe he act, Maybe he's actually a good actor. I don't think so because of his mic skills. That's all I'm basing it on. But I mean, yeah, I mean, actually, you can base it on that. Let's be honest. A, a wrestler's ability to translate to Hollywood, I would say, is directly related to how good they are on the mic. Because who's the biggest star of pretty much right now? The Rock. Who was one of the who was one of the, if not the greatest talker in wrestling history? The Rock. Who was second? Arguably Rowdy Roddy Piper. Of course, that's a you know, that's a older all of our friends that grew up in the all our listeners that grew up in the eighties would know that. Uh, how good of a talker Roddy Piper was, uh, you know, before, and honestly before the rock, probably the best Cena great on the mic, you know, mm-hmm. see that, that, that's that to me, that's the barometer. If they're, if an actor is going to be good in, in Hollywood, in terms of acting, they got to be good on the mic. Batista, give me what I want. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Nah, mm-hmm. bro. <laughs> nah, <laughs> not a good actor. Uh, let me, let me rephrase that. Not good for a majority of roles. <laughs> Again, go watch Army of the Dead, which is an Oscar winner for favorite film of last year. Uh, and watch his scene where he has, to, he has to dig deep and be sad. And it's laughable. It's laughable. So bad. But hey, Dave, you can break me in half. Please don't. Just my opinion. Again, you got more money than I'll ever see in my life. So uh, there you go. Anyway, where was I? Yeah, that's it. Any, any other final thoughts on WrestleMania, Jesse? No, nope, that sums it up. All right, and that's the bottom line. Because Trey Cold said so. Uh, so if you haven't watched WrestleMania and you're a wrestling fan, which which means you probably should have watched it anyway. But right. if you just casually like keep out wrestling and you didn't watch WrestleMania, well worth the 10 bucks on Peacock for one month to watch it. Uh, I mean, it's not live now. I think it's kind of, we kind of spoiled it anyway, but... Uh, it was good. I was very, very entertained the entire time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as always, email us. Send us an email, 80sRevisited at gmail.com on Facebook. Uh, 80s Revisited Podcast on Instagram, 80s underscore revisited. And of course, shout outs, which I forgot last week, to our good friends, uh, uh, good friend John with Cajun Toy Review on YouTube. And of course, been the Tasmanian Devil Wyatt with the band. Oh, I'm sorry, not uh, with the Tasmanian Championship Wrestling. Uh, and uh, Doomslayer and everything. And I uh, hope to have a wrestling episode soon. Going to have been on for that one. Me and him and talking uh, on Facebook. Just trying to think of a good topic. Uh, so if you have a good idea for a topic for 80s wrestling, I was thinking either best matches of the 80s, best wrestlers of the 80s, 
uh, you know, kind of thing. Uh, best, uh, I don't know, best moments in wrestling. That might be a really fun one to talk about of the eighties. Uh, a lot to pull from there. Uh, so we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a wrestling centric episode soon, but not next week. Uh, also, don't forget, you know, if you send an email, leave a review too, good or bad. Just remember, if you leave a bad review, let us know why. Let us know why. That's how we get better. Mm-hmm. But if you just call us woke and because we, we don't agree with your politics for one turn of one phrase that was two seconds long, less than a second long, actually, for the most part, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, you know, anyway, be kind, be nice to each other. And next week, we're going to a galaxy that's not far, far away. That's actually in our vicinity as we're going to go ahead, even though actually this is almost like an extension of sequelitis. But I, uh, I was looking at our history of the movies that we've done. And I want to go back and do uh, finish up the Star Trek series. So we're going to do Star Trek four next week, followed by Star Trek five. So that'll be the next two weeks of podcast for you. Uh, catch up on your Trek. Uh, two of the, one of the ones that's considered the best one, and one of the ones that's considered not the best. So we'll see what I have to say when we talk about Star Trek in a little bit. Jesse, I see you looking on our uh, iTunes reviews. What, any, anything of note there before I before nothing we new. sign off? Nothing new. Okay. Nothing new. So, yeah. Anyway, until next time, everybody, don't watch Teen Wolf 2. Hmm. Check out Star Trek 4 and 5. And we'll talk to you next week, everybody. Stay safe. Be kind. I am Trey Harris. Yes, essentially. Cowabunga! Oh. (laughs) Keep that in. (laughs) 